America, as it collapses and crumbles all around us, we ain't got shit to do but listen to good-ass music. And guess what? Today we have a very special guest. As always, it is I, the hostess. Oh, wait, no. The host with the most. All right. It's 2021. It's the hostess with the mostest. And uh, we're all going to join hands here and pray the gay away 2021. That that's is the not the fucking stop saying that shit. Or that's we're going to pray the gay away all together. <laughs> Aliens on the border. No, I'm kidding. Uh, anyways, hi, it is me, Josh. Uh, Roger is back in rotation. Wait, no, he wasn't really gone. But anyways, I was Roger is in the co-pilot seat with us. And we have a very special guest with us today. Uh, I guess we can call him a regular. He's been on this motherfucker several times. And today we're going to talk some fucking hot shit. Ladies and gentlemen, Nicholas Whips. Hello. I appreciate y'all having me. It's always a pleasure. Y'all are super dope people. I always enjoy myself. We appreciate the love, homie. And the reason why you're here today, bro, is because you just dropped some hot shit like a dog that's been holding it in for <laughs> three days straight while the owner was gone from the apartment. And no, I'm not talking about my dog. Yay. <laughs> if you guys haven't heard it already, uh, Nick just put out a new record. Are we calling this an album? Project? What do you want to call this? Project. Project, right? Okay. I'm going to call it a record. I'm going to call it a project. It's called Never. And uh, I'll be completely honest. I've listened to it close to like maybe seven or eight times in the past couple of days. (laughs) I'm not even playing. I appreciate that. I just wanted to like fucking bump something, bro. I wanted something new and uh, you dropped it. You know, I'd been listening to the singles here and there and shit, the little snippets of shit. I was like, when you posted the, the little snippet of Suelto Nunca, I was like, motherfucker, where is this song? I'm trying mm-hmm. to hear this shit. And finally got to listen through the whole thing, bro. And like, let me just start off by saying that it's fucking dope. I, I really like it. And I like how easy it is to listen. Like, I went grocery shopping. And I guess I took so long that I heard the whole album like one and a half times. And I'm like, how am I doing this so quick? But like, it's just a very easy listen, dude. And it's dope, man. I don't know. Yeah, I, no, that really means a lot, man. Thank you so much. I mean, I I feel very lucky, you know what I mean, that people will enjoy my music, you know. That's kind of the, the whole thing behind it. But, yeah, I, I would say with this project in particular that it's about, like, two years worth of music that I kind of shaved down. I, I, I had about, like, 30 song contenders. I was going to go for, like, this big... Oh, let me do like 20 tracks, maybe like 25 tracks. But then slowly it kind of just became more obvious, like what songs were kind of on the same vibe. You know, I, I was messing up with a lot of the same sounds and um, I was just trying to kind of make it way more cohesive than kind of than my past work had, had been. You know, I, I wanted to kind of play with songs that blended into each other and 
things like that. So, yeah, I'm glad I decided upon uh, 14 or like 13 and three quarters because like that second track is like 30 seconds long. But yeah, it's a nice little transition into the next. What I wanted to talk about was the, the, the cover of Never. If you, again, if you guys haven't looked at it yet, um, it's Nick in the hospital. Like it, this is not a staged picture, is it? Or is it? No, I wish I had that much money. That was a bunch of shit happened, man. It, it was in a short time and uh, I'm going to, I'll, I'll kind of shave it down to not get into like the boring details of it. But that, that picture is me in the ICU. I was in the ICU for about two weeks uh, because I, through like a series of events, um, one night in late July or maybe early August, I'm kind of still foggy on it because I'm still kind of processing the whole, like everything that happened, you know, but I I collapsed one night. I had been working a lot at my day job and then I would spend the entire night like just working and like smoking tons of weed and like drinking and doing other things that I'm not so proud of, you know, and uh yeah, I, I got up one night and I don't even, I just kind of felt like Picos all over me and like I fell. And luckily Zones was there. I don't know if you all remember Zones. Uh, and he told me that I was walking down the hallway and that I just fell back. Like I, I collapsed and I was like fucking spazzing on the floor and shit. And it was crazy. But uh, yeah, so I, I fell and I, and I injured my back, but I didn't really think anything of it. Like I felt kind of pretty sore, but like Zones like it like got me up. And he put me to bed, super sweet. And uh, but yeah, about three weeks later, after that, I started getting some really bad pain. Like I, it was just like horrible. It got to the point where I couldn't walk, and I I had already kind of been alarmed by that. So I, I went to the ER, and they they checked me, or at least that's what that's what I was told. They go, well, no, they thought maybe I had a broken rib or something, because like it really hurt to move, but. They checked me for that and they're like, no, you're fine. You can go home. So I, I went home and they put me on bed rest. But then like a week later, my whole condition had gotten worse. Like I knew something was wrong because I have these like really my cozy pants at home and they're super baggy. But I put them on dude, and they were fucking skin tight. Like I had never noticed that before. My legs had grown in girth like they were retaining water. And at that point, I, I essentially wasn't walking. Like, I was in bed all day. If I really needed to get up, I live with my brother. So I would, like, text him or call him, you know, like, hey, I need to go piss. I need to go do this and that. So he would help me walk around. And I was under the impression I was fine. I was like, all right, I'm to the hospital. I'm like, what's what's going on? But no, uh, I ended up going back. I think it was about maybe a week and a half or two weeks later. And they had found that I had developed severe blood clotting in, in both legs. And... It was, I didn't, I didn't know what blood clots were really. Like I heard it from like punk songs and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> shit. I was like, that's okay. You know, blood clot, like what do we got to do? And they were like, no, we, uh, we need to put you in an ambulance and we need to take you to like a more, a bigger hospital there in North Austin. So yeah, I didn't know how serious it was, but it was just a big clusterfuck, man. Like apparently it was really bad. So they kind of had me like on an IV drip, like 24 hours a day to prevent more clotting because it had already like reached my kidneys. Oh, shit. Yeah. And there and there was a huge risk of them passing up to my lungs or my heart, you know, whatever. And they're like, yeah, like we, you know, obviously that would be really bad. But it turns out that I was 
as as bad as my condition was, I, I couldn't walk anymore, you know? So, but it turns out I have like a rare genetic anomaly to where most people's veins that like come up through your legs, it'll all meet in the middle. It's called like the intravenia or like the intravenous or something like that. Well, for some weird reason, my intravenous or whatever has been so small, like from the time that I was born, that I my veins had actually formed like additional pathways that go to my heart. Oh, shit. And that that itself, like how narrow my blood path passages were, was like preventing them from uh, passing to my heart. So they were like, we, you know, we would normally install a filter to do a procedure to get the blood clots out. But since you have no place for a filter, like we need, we needed you to sign all these fucking waivers saying that like, we're not responsible in case shit goes wrong. But luckily it went good. Um, after about three weeks, they let me out of the uh, hospital and I, I was on a walker for like about a month, you know, trying to learn how to walk again. But aside from just um, kind of having some pain and, you know, just discomfort every now and then. I'm pretty much back to 100%, man. I uh, just had my last follow-up uh, last week, and they said that I'm recovering a lot quicker than they thought, so I don't really have to go follow up with any of my doctors um, until, like, next year now. So, Damn. All right. Yeah, I remember cool. that time, actually. Uh, um, it was around that time that I was, like, 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 checking up because I saw that you had been, like, it was, like, an emergency, like, hospitalization, and I saw actually Zones was the one that posted about it, um, and so I was just like, "Holy shit, dude! Like, <laughs> that's a uh, that's serious." And this kid just I I asked him, I was like, "What's going on, dude?" And he was like, "Nah, well, like right now it's just like like family or whatever, but he's gonna go in for emergency procedure and stuff." And um and I was like, "Dude, well, like fucking keep me posted. Let me know what's up. See what he's doing." And then uh and then not too long after, is I think when you were like you 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 explained that to me, mm-hmm. um and so. I didn't know the the part about like your back, right? Like where you had like fallen down, but that's apparent in a lot of the songs that uh, where you, you're talking about like your back hurts and like. Yeah. And so it's just like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> like I, I hear that. Right? Yeah, and you know what's funny? The never. I, I started never before I went into the hospital. My my severe back pain had already started, so like that that's me at the beginning, literally saying. How long like, did you have it? The back pain, I would say. I kept telling the guys, I remember, because, like, at that time, we were really heavy on the ojo stuff. Like, they were coming over every day. Yeah. And I would just tell them, I was like, y'all, my ass hurts. Like, <laughs> fucking ass, it hurts. Like, it was, like, right there in the lower back, like, right above my crack. And I was like, no, my, my fucking ass hurts. Like, my ass hurts. And I had also just been planning to drop a project, you know, somewhere down the line. Because, like, what we try to do with, with the ojo stuff is... Not necessarily like restrict each other from dropping, but to coordinate it, you know, so we can all right. be like, okay, so Nikki's dropping here. Zones is going to drop here. Slevin drops here. Vante drops here. And we'll all know what we need to push at any certain time. So we're working on tons of awful shit. And um, yeah, so it was just like regular pain in my butt. It was it was pretty like bad. It's because, dude, I, I've always had like a weird tolerance for pain. It's weird because I'm such a pussy about everything else. But like when it comes to physical pain. Like I, I broke my arm when I was like ten, and I had to. I ended up having to get a plate put in and some screws right here. So you see that little protrusion? Yeah. That's like I'm like ex machina right here, <laughs> but I got like fourteen stitches, and that that took me like two days to go to the hospital. I'm honestly mainly because like, you know, like moms don't want to go to the hospital type shit. Like I, she was like, "You're fine. Like you're good." 
but no, after a while, like my elbow started looking not right. So that's that's what happened. But yeah, the, the pain started in my butt. And it it was almost a month, man, before it became like really unbearable. That's a that's a scary fucking part about it too, because it's so weird how a back injury can work. Like what what's the like what's the significance behind that? Like why did it take so long to set in? Cause after after about three weeks, it was fucking unbearable. Like I couldn't move, couldn't walk, like it was fucking bad. Like it, yeah, it's scary. Did you had like any sort of like nerve damage or anything? Like in your lower back or whatever, I, I've gotten plenty of of CAT scans and the and the weird part, man. It's like a it's been a big waking up experience because I, I don't understand what the what the connection between blood clots and cancer is, but I see a cancer doctor to to follow up about my condition. Yeah. Um, and yeah, no, I've been getting regular CAT scans. Um, they haven't found anything bad like that. I've like had little scares, like if I can't like. I'm like, oh, I can't poop. Like, it's the blood clots or something like that, you know, because I, I have that in the back of my mind now. But now, for the most part, I've been having really good results because especially now, because, like, my, my legs don't quil- feel quite the same. Um, they feel, Like, now, the, the best the best way I can compare is, like, they almost feel like they're filled with, like, sand or something like that like, um, i'm fully i'm fully and all this happened because i fell on my ass like real quick you know what i mean like it, that's that's fucking great and it's fucking hilarious like if you were to read that in a book or something like that so be, it, like mm-hmm. the actual injury itself started because you fell on your ass mm-hmm shit that's crazy so like any sort of trauma then could like cause that to happen again or like how does that work? So, yeah, the the way that they had explained it to me and I, you know, I'm trying not to be too resentful about it because I'm very grateful to have recovered as well as I have. But when I went to the hospital, my, my doctors had actually gotten the records from the original hospital that I went to and they had only checked me from the waist up. So they, they didn't check anything for me below the legs. And that's why they sent me home, like with basically no major issues. Um, but I guess I, I don't know if clots had already been forming or, you know, whatever the case may be. But, um, yeah, um, it's it's crazy, man. Like, I can't imagine what it's like to be a doctor. You know, I know that shit is complicated, but I definitely wish they would have checked me because what they told me was you essentially fucked up by going home on bed rest. Like somebody with a back injury that bad. And I, got, I would work on my feet all day, you know, because I worked for UPS at the time. And uh yeah, they said that the reason that it probably happened so quickly was because, like, when an active person gets injured like that and they go from, like, being active all day to, like, literally zero mobility, like, I was just in bed for probably, like, two weeks or something like that, like, just in bed. That's they said, like, that, that's usually when clots tend to form. So, if y'all want to be careful, just make sure to move around, even if it hurts, I guess, you know, like... It's a Vicks, bro. Real quick. one. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy yeah um no i mean I, so i figured that's sorry josh am i cutting you off yeah you are but fuck you dude nah, no go, go ahead i didn't nah, know you i wanted to circle back around to like never for a second here like the question i wanted to ask was like before the injury and the hospitalization and everything like about in percentage wise like how much of never did you think that you had done already that's a good question Suelto Nunca was probably the first song off of Never. 
Like that's the earliest in the timeline. The first half of Never is probably. Let me think. Yeah, that's probably the only other song that I ended up choosing, and and that's why I'm doing the bonus track because I have so much left over. It's stuff that I feel like is really good. It just it just didn't fit in the in the vibe. Yeah, yeah, I get that project, but uh, yeah, I would say Never, and I might have to circle back to that because yeah, the rest of it, dude, was done like. I was in the hospital oh, and it was fucking dope, man. Like they had me on so many painkillers, man. Like that shit was, it's bad, but like, it's dope. Like it was, <laughs> so like I was in there and like, it, and it's, it's funny because I know I shouldn't, but I kind of miss the hospital sometimes, man. Like it was so fucking nice. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> my mom says the same shit. My mom's in the hospital right now. And like her thing right now, she's got COVID. So like the thing is that she's not, she's not, uh, she's regularly in the hospital. Like I want to say like in the last, in the last year, uh, yeah. In the last year she's been like there maybe about four or five times. Um, and each time it's like, she's there for like, Oh, like, you know, three days to a week, the longest two weeks. Every time she gets out, she's always like, like, no, but I kind of wish I would have stayed there for a little longer. It was relaxing. I was like, what the fuck? Yeah, man, you get your money's worth. Yeah. Um, what was going to say? So I wanted, I wanted to talk a little bit about the, 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 like, the timeline, right, between, like, releases, right? Because you had, um, at this point, since the first time that we've had you on, we had you on for... Um, for Life was the first one. That we Life was the first years. one. Right, but then yeah. it was it was it was life, and then it was the other one, the uh, the one about um, it wasn't it was it was the one right before um, Ojo. Which one was it? Oh, it was called. It was just a little four track EP. Yeah, uh-huh. it was called New. Yeah, N E W my initials. Right. Yeah, New, and then uh, and then you've had Weezy, right? Oh yes, we did have Weezy. Yeah, you had Weezy, and then now you have uh, now you have Never, and I think in that my favorite thing, and I think this is gonna sound super cheesy, and I and I get this pretty fucking often actually, um, where my friends have like a joke about like how come you're always writing, uh, you you know, but, but like it's because I was like, dude, this is good fucking music, right? Yeah, so I was like, it's good fucking music. So um, the the whole thing about it though is that. Um, my favorite thing about like just seeing any artist in in in, in specific is just seeing like the progression right like and you see like somebody go from like the, the the content that's in like somebody's first album to like the more recent ones and to see how like it evolves and you had said actually the last time that we talked with uh um with ojo right because we, we we talked about i think that was the last time we talked right yeah um when you, that you were working on a few different things in like different styles and i've listened I'm actually, I was listening to it like in a rush because it's been a crazy last couple of weeks, but uh, I was listening to, I, I think I got all the way to uh, the things that you don't need to know, mm-hmm. right? Um, and like to that point, like everything's got this, uh, this like, it, it, I think to what Josh uh, mentioned earlier, not so much that it's like super easy to listen to, but it just flows together so well, right? So when you go from like one song to the next, like it's not like a sudden change, but at the same time, like the, the content switches up, the beat switches up, but it's still kind of thematic. And at the same time, like it, I think it pushes the story along a little bit more. And I think that's what 
that's what's been my favorite thing about it so far. I've yet to finish it and listen to it over they plan to, right? But um that's also that was also kind of like my favorite thing about the Ojo project and about uh life as well. Um, but you can tell the difference in like the I guess like the maturity in there, I guess, if there's been any. But um how <laughs> <laughs> how um what what would you which one of these songs would you say like to you was like I I remember you mentioning that you were pulling a lot of stuff from like a darker place right mm-hmm. like which which one of these do you think was like is a tough song to write I would say I've never been one to stray away from my emotions that's kind of I think that's one I'm not necessarily a con, but I would say that's like one of the things about me is I don't like to pretend that I'm feeling a different way when I know I'm feeling this way. So, yeah, I would say that this one definitely came from a way more honest place. And if, you know, if if I'm trying to follow in the footsteps of people that I look up to, you know, like, I don't know, I'm going to be, I'll be broad, but like Kendrick, J. Cole, fucking the Beatles, you know, like, Paul McCartney, your fucking influence. Um, yeah, yeah, like uh, you, you you look back on it, you know, and people will sometimes straight up name drop people in their songs. Like I don't know if I'm there yet, but like that that's definitely what I wanted to kind of convey here. I, I've been through a really rough time, you know. I'm, I'm still processing it. I'm still kind of trying to wrap my head around everything that's happened to me. But yeah, this is just me wanting to put out a really honest record, and I'm hoping that. People will pick up on that, you know, because maybe it's not for everybody. You know, maybe some people will be like, holy shit. Like, why are you like, why are you talking about all this like super deep shit? Like, we don't want to fucking hear that. And I guess <laughs> it was funny that you mentioned that because I think that made that that's one of the main differences. And I think probably like my favorite thing, too, is that it's not a project that's like aiming for the bangers. Right. But it's got bangers on it. Right. This is just like interesting. Right. So that's I think that's the. That's the, and if you're talking about like like we'll say for example like like the Kendrick thing right where he wasn't you know he had good Kid Mad City and then afterwards when you go to uh, Pimp a Butterfly like he's not going for the bangers he's going for an honest record and th- I think that kind of like reflects in that same sense where you're like looking at somebody who's kind of gotten away from like oh shit you know what I'm having fun but also like shit hurts right now <laughs> and I got to talk mm-hmm. about it so. Um, did you mo- did any of this stuff mostly like come up during like COVID times or was this something that you were working before that? Yeah, the, the really the only song that kind of came, Suelto Nunca had been finished kind of right around when the, when lockdown came, like in March. I had played it on like live a couple of times because I was really excited that I'm finally kind of learning how to rhyme in Spanish, like th- think in Spanish, you know what I mean? Like to where I can kind of, I'm not all the way there yet, but to do it to where I can kind of construct rhymes and kind of really express what I'm feeling. So, yeah, when, when I first wrote it, um, yeah, that was that was like kind of pre-COVID. But the rest of it pretty much came during or after when I um, was in the hospital and when I got out because I it's, it was cool. My, my brother, you know, right right before they took me off in the ambulance, he I called him. Cause it's funny. It was like an ER. It's like right down the street from my house in Austin. It's like literally on, on the same block um, that I live. Word. So I called my brother and I'm like, Hey, they're going to take me in an ambulance. I was like, can you bring me like all my stuff? So he brought me my a backpack, like with my laptop and my keyboard and, and 
everything because dude i'm kind of fucked up like that like I, i'm it's like like the guy from the truman show you know like no no sense of boundaries or anything like that like oh shit like some real shit is happening like zoom in let's set the lighting like let's do shit like that and that might that may not be super healthy but yeah like that combined from from a creator's perspective i was in the hospital dude they were literally injecting like my ass with morphine they gave me like <laughs> you were there with fucking just jamming out mm-hmm. and dude they were it's and it's kind of crazy because it's not, it's not good like I'm, I'm completely off the pain meds now i never really had an issue with like addiction or anything like that but dude they were giving me fucking painkillers like every three hours different painkillers like hydrocodone like morphine midday they brought me a dilated pump that was like hooked up to my arm and i had a button that i could press whenever i wanted let me hit that zone just yeah for real and they i was i would just kind of put my headphones on and like listen to dj screw like turn all the lights off (laughs) and i'll get scared sometimes dude like i'd be like oh shit like am i gonna die (laughs) yeah so it was just stuff like that like I was trying to be really inspired because um, it gets lonely in there, man. Like there, there were no visitors allowed. Luckily, my mom, after a while, she snuck in and like they just ended up letting her stay um, with me, like for, for at least like a good chunk of the day. But aside from that, your mom um, broke into the hospital, dude. Did it's fucking awesome. She was bring me jewel pots and shit. It was dope. And they kept they 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 kept confiscating. They confiscated two jewels from me while I was asleep because they're like you're not supposed to have it. And I would just like tuck it back here. Um, but yeah, I was using it to to be creative because um, if I if I'm ever gonna like try something like a new substance, I want to use it for a good purpose. So yeah, I was finding samples. I was writing lyrics. Like the second track that uh, you hear, the "You Don't Got a Trip" is better now. And that's just something that was in my head, and like I, I was just hearing. It. And also the speech in in Never, um, in the middle, I wrote down a bunch of just different little. I never really was one to write poetry. It was only just lyrics, but I just kept having these really weird fucking abstract thoughts about what was happening to me. The devil was attacking me at the legs. Whenever anything bad happens in like Mexican culture. It's always El Diablo, like he's everywhere. You got to be careful. El, el, el Cucuy, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, it's. I tried to make the best of it, and I think I did. I'm, I'm pretty happy with how it came out. Um, Dude, right. for sure, man. What, what I wanted to ask was, like, coming – you kind of expressed it in the music and shit, and you touched a bit on it there, but, like, coming out of the, the hospitalization and everything, do you feel a little bit more, like, the vision is clearer to you, like, I see now I just need to execute, you know what I mean? Type of deal. Or like, how do you feel about it since then? Yeah, I would say so. I'd say it's like maybe been, I've been making music since I was like 10 years old or something like that. I've been in bands and like, you know, playing shows, but I think I always had this like kind of thought in my head, like, Oh, like this is my passion. Like it has to, it has to work out because this is what I want and I'm special. And like, but no, it's really not like that. And so, yeah, like the, I guess kind of down the line, what the vision I have going forward is I really just want to make sure I'm making good stuff, you know, like I, I think, and I'm, 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 I'm trying to say that in the most modest way possible. If I have any sort of contribution to the world, I, I would say that it's this. And I think I know, at least right now, I think kind of like based on the what's cool right now and, you know, what people like, I think I know what that sounds like. So, yeah, I think I'm just going to continue to make stuff that I think people are going to enjoy, like really try to keep the listener in mind. And 
I've been kind of going door to door with this shit, man. And, I, and I'm cool with that because like there's really you can't put a price on that. Like when even if it's just your friends, I like it at first, but then they show it to someone else and they're just like, oh, wow, this is pretty good. Like, let me add that to my playlist. Like, that's all that's all I can ever hope for at this point, you know. And I think like little by little um, that's happening. So, yeah, I think the vision is just to kind of keep going. I'm going to sit on this record for a while. And just, I'm gonna try to make a video for every song. You know, I have a, I have a really good videographer. You know, down to the L. L. Yeah, he's fucking incredible. And he's, a, he's uh, just. A, huh? Yeah, I saw the last video you put out, and and every video, honestly, since all the like, the Ojo stuff too. That 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 dude's got, he's got an eye for sure. Yeah, he's got a fucking very talented. Uh, Kevin saying jumped on late. Give me a too long. Didn't hear as to why he was in the hospital. Fell on his ass, got blood clots in his legs. Yeah, almost Kevin, died. <laughs> which Kevin? Kevin Lorado. Oh, I thought my I was, was my brother watching. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure he would know. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, "Hey, Nikki got sick. Give me the cliff notes. Give me the cliff notes." The cliff notes. <laughs> no, um, um oh, go, go for it. We both said the exact same thing. Fuck yeah, me. no shit. Um, so. Yeah. It, so yeah, when you're talking about like I, I don't I don't like going on to like oh what's next because like this is still fresh and you need to go fucking listen to it and you just mentioned you're gonna sit on it for a bit but um what does it look like um in like I guess like in your vision here like this year obviously it's been a really fucking weird time for like live music and performances and all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. going on like what do you anticipate for this year like, we're so so early on into it it's already felt fucking heavy. In my opinion, um, but but what what are you looking at more or less in like your mind's eye? Uh, I'd say like short term and long term. I'm more than willing to accept like the you know the new reality of things to where because you know, I don't and I'm not trying to sound like a pussy or anything like that, but just it seems like things are really bad and it seems. It's a, it's a, it has a lot to do with, we're all human, man. You know what I mean? I'm, I'm here visiting my parents right now. COVID is especially bad here in Laredo. You know, luckily my parents are going to be getting the vaccine soon and, and they're, you know, they're pretty healthy people, you know, so we, you know, we distance and we do all that, but I, I don't mind not playing shows if that means eventually that, you know, we'll, we'll be able to return to that. And, um, what I really want to do, actually, Vante is testing it out tonight. I need to check it out. Um, he, we're, we're going to try to really bring like a multi-camera live streaming experience. Um, oh, dude, I was literally thinking that as you, you guys were talking about that. I was like, fuck. I'm... Anyways, I'm sorry. Keep going. No, no, you're good. And uh, yeah, so I, I kind of want to focus more on that. That seems more realistic. I don't want to be throwing a show and, you know, be putting people at risk or anything like that. So I'm cool with that. And I, and dude, I think that it's, it's weird. I, we were plenty busy when shows were going, you know, I would take any show that I, that I could get. Um, You're about to hit South by Southwest, no? Yeah. This was our first year getting an official selection and we had done it with Ojo. It was like a dream come true because Ojo was so kind of early in its, in its creation. So that was just like, Whoa, that's fucking crazy. And it goes to show, you know, like a, a unit will give you that much more power it looks good. And, you know, I think, I think we had something really special. We still do. We have a lot of music we're working on, but yeah, uh, I want to work on the, the virtual 
aspect of it. Ojo project is definitely on the way. Like I'd say that Ojo has at least a good like 20 songs like in the vault, just chilling really fucking good ones. It's, it's sad because, you know, we've been kind of, we, we get busy and also, you know, I wanted to put out my project, but yes, um, a new Ojo project is going to be coming out soon and that uh, we want to be making more videos and, you know, do stuff like that. And, and that's cool because I feel like it pushes you that much harder and I feel like I've gotten, I don't know if I've necessarily gotten more listeners, you know, during this COVID time, but I definitely haven't gotten less. And I think it's just because we've been kind of trying to come up with new ways to still reach the audience. You don't even have to really worry about, at least for the most part, like you don't have to schedule your Instagram posts anymore. You know, for the most part, people are going to be looking at this shit anyway now because it's like the if you're following the rules and you're not going out and stuff like that, like that's going to be the new the only thing yeah every every time's prime time let's talk about that though also you're you this uh this release has been your biggest release to date right mm-hmm. in terms of numbers you still kind of growing on that yeah we um we actually hit three thousand streams as of this morning Shit, damn son. and that's it's cool man like uh and it's like i'm seeing the little i'm looking at my analytics and it's just kind of expanding to different places now like getting a lot of listeners in like new york and just kind of california and stuff like that and yeah i think that kind of lends itself to the whole virtual aspect of it i've been trying to be cool with my hashtags and i've been i've been trying to just like put more footwork into reaching out to platforms i've you know i managed to get some really good promo going with some ig pages and you know like publications in austin so yeah, I'm hoping it's gonna continue to go. I really just want to hit five thousand so I can fucking drop the the bonus tracks because I'm really excited for those. There's some super cool stuff on there. There's gonna be a couple unreleased Ojo tracks on there as well. Nice. Dude, what I wanted to talk about was um, like uh, Suelto Nunca and that type of style in terms of like you know using the Spanish and shit. And I remember the first time. The last show that you played was somewhere in between here in Laredo at Siete Banderas. I remember like there was like a brief, you dropped some like Spanish bars or something. And I was like, what yeah. fucking since when does Nick rap? And then like shortly thereafter is when I started listening to like all of your hip hop music and rap music and shit. And then like when I heard you on that song Prada with the, who, who's the? the uh, Mike Peru. He's, yeah. uh, he's from, um, I think he's originally from, he's originally from a bigger city in Texas, but he's based in San Marcos right now. Very talented, yeah. Dude, that that song was fucking dope, man. And, like, I I wanted to hear more of that shit, so... And then I remember hearing you play, like, snippets of Suelto Nunca, and I was like, where the fuck is this song? So finally getting to hear it, like, I think it's interesting to bring it into, like, Mexican-American culture, because I feel like that style of music is so heavily dominated by, I guess, like, you know, not South Americans, but other... Latinos other than Mexicans or whatever and I, mm-hmm. I don't know maybe I'm just ignorant because I, I don't really listen to what would you classify that as like a reggaeton or something yeah that makes sense I, I would say I'm not too well versed on the you know like the verbiage around it but like yeah like Latin trap I would say and and I don't think you're wrong in, in saying that I think for the most part it's been coming yeah from like South America like Puerto Rico um Colombia Colombia, a bunch of, uh, uh, este, uh, Spain too, um, yeah. like yeah. with Rosalia, like, uh, but yeah, on it, I, 
don't find myself listening to a lot of new music as weird as that sounds um i i 100 I, I really like to get knocked on my ass you know what i mean like and that's hard like it's it's hard to i'll try you know I'll try to find playlists of like new music and stuff like that and yeah i mean of course like i i hear it you know and i'm like yes like that's dope but like when, whenever i hear something where i'm like oh shit like i couldn't do that or, like or it makes me want to do that um yeah, Latin trap really knocked me on my ass like that. Um, like, I'm so fascinated by how huge it's become. Bad Bunny is the number one streamed artist like in the entire world. Um, which is fucking wild. In 2020, which is fucking crazy. And I think there's, there's a couple reasons why. I think it's because of it's different. It, it's kind of new to the mainstream. You know, we've always had like Daddy Yankee and like Looney Tunes and shit. And, and in the early 2000s, mid 2000s, like it, it definitely had its time yeah like it, it it made its way into the to the pop charts and shit but dude bad bunny has just done it in such a huge way and like maluma too and you know just like you name it like anybody that's kind of part of that new class of latin trap but not only do i think it's because it sounds so new and fresh and it's so like universally enjoyed across all cultures like you do you go on tiktok now you see a bunch of white girls jamming a fucking bad bunny and shit and like that's that's great you know like i think that's what an artist hopes for but I think on top of that, it's just the sheer numbers way. Like we, there's, if you kind of, if you don't kind of take it like by Mexican to what, but if you take it like Mexican, like fucking people from Puerto Rico, Cubans, Argentinians, Spaniards, there's that much more Latino people in the world. So that's why you go on YouTube and like a video has like a billion views, two, three billion views because we were out there and it's a huge market. So like if I can somehow kind of sneak my way in the back you know yeah, yeah, the yeah. That market <laughs> i would love that because i i love that music it's very near and dear to my heart kind of gets me in touch with my culture and um do the el perreo bro you can't yeah, you dude, can't deny it man, man. can't escape it deny that shit and i remember like going back to what you were mentioning about the mid-2000s when i I've never been huge into i guess like reggaeton you know latin trap whatever you want to call it because like when I was introduced to it as a fucking hip hop head or whatever is like to call myself, you know, I like to pay attention to every aspect of the song. And one of the things that always turned me off about it is the fucking same drum beat, like over and over. So <laughs> it finally, it, yeah, exactly. It finally evolved out of it. Like, and when people then like, I would shit on it just because I was like, dude, like, do you not hear the repetitiveness? Like I need something new. Like I just, I want different shit. You know what I mean? Like I fuck with it, but, like only at a time and a place, and then like um, the way that you deliver Suelto Nunca is more so like the type of shit that I would fucking love to hear. You know what I mean? Like, damn, now that's some fucking fire shit. Like, I would rather listen to that than whatever. But what I was getting to is like the to gauge how popular it was becoming. I remember that there was I don't know if it was like Kimiko and Wire or Wisin Yandel had a song with like Fifty Cent in like yeah. two thousand eight or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, damn, like with Fifty Cent, like that's big as fuck. And that like has since then always been there like you know there's always been those crossovers and shit and then just now i was at the barbershop today yeah so if the nuka dude fucking fire if you haven't listened to that shit go listen to it it's fucking dope but uh today i was at the barbershop and i, I go to this local one here uh it's called uh, guy Ofino. and uh the fine chicken <laughs> the fine cock oh uh, <laughs> yeah uh shout out to jackie she does a fucking great great haircut you know, i'm wearing a hat so you can't tell but <laughs> uh, and um 
there was like a I don't even know who the fuck it was, but it was like Wiz Wiz and some other fucking people, and I was like, there it is again, like you know the the crossover, and it's mm-hmm. just great, dude. And like I feel that there's a a, a flavor of like we just have our own version of it, man. You know, like growing up here in Laredo and stuff and being in such a weird place to where it's so heavily sold on the American dream, but like we're Mexican as fuck, but we also have like, not we, but you know what I mean? Like the, the older generation that's been in control of the culture here specifically for the longest time, like they're so sold on the American dream and conservative ideals and shit. And then we grew up with like this whole, you know, revolutionized style of just the way that we consume culture because it's, I don't know, man, it, it's, a, it's a weird blend of like all this Mexican shit, all this American shit, you know, like fucking hip hop, fucking corridos and like banda and all that shit. Like it, it comes together and I feel like there's been at least in, in like pure like hip hop rap, whatever the fuck you want to call it, like not the best representation in terms of like having an artist that is the artist or not the artist, but like pushing our culture forward, right? Like whatever our culture is, whatever, whatever that may mean to anyone that's from any sort of border town or Mexican American or whatever. And I feel like the way that you deliver that song and shit and just the records in general, the music you've been making dude is fucking dope. And I'm, (laughs) <laughs> I'm not trying to like suck your dick or anything. It's just that like as Oh no, did we lose Josh? Oh, it's because I stopped he froze himself because I was He's like, I'm not trying to suck your dick, but Alright, well um well I was gonna ask in the meantime while Josh is uh frozen, um the <laughs> dick suckerverse. Um <laughs> I was going to ask uh, um, that. So one of the like interesting things, and I guess kind of on that topic too, when you're talking about uh, you said something that I've been resonating with um, since uh, thinking in Spanish, right. And like working in Spanish, right. Uh, how, what, what is that like for you? Um, I'll give you an example. Like, so like whenever like I, I'm doing stand up, right. Stand up has been going cool. Um, even still like, you know, in the middle of a pandemic or whatever, I've gotten to do some shows up in like Austin or whatever. Nice. One of the things that I wanted to do is um, uh, translate my set, right? Like work it over in, in, in Spanish, but some things don't translate. Like there's a lot of stuff, especially like with things that I feel like are very like near, dear and personal to me and the way that I deliver it that just don't translate well in Spanish. Did you ever find an issue with that? Like, you know, is there something like, oh, fuck, how do I say finesse in Spanish and shit? <laughs> you know, was yeah. there anything like that? <laughs> yeah, definitely. And, you know, and because I'm still kind of learning to speak Spanish properly, you know, I do kind of find myself um, referencing, like, there's some really cool, like, conversational glossaries that you can, you know, reference. So you do try, you do try to use you know, like the closest, the closest equivalent, you know, like I, I was trying to, there's a, there's a line in Suelto Nunca that says, um, solo tengo los recuerdos que no quiero, me hiciste sentir, son cuchillos a mis venas. Like I, I was trying to kind of find a way to say that something cuts deep and that was the closest thing that I can find. And I know that it may not, maybe for like a really good Spanish speaker, it may not translate over all the way, 
but I think like my main listener base is probably in Laredo right now anyway. And I will, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but I feel like Laredo Spanish hasn't always been known for how formal it is or how correct oh, it yeah, is. Oh, no, yeah, definitely not. Yeah, so I think kind of that helps me get away with it. And I'm definitely, you know, that's not to say I'm not going to continue to try and improve on it. It's funny you mentioned that um, you fuck with uh, Felipe Esparza. Yeah, actually, I think it was you're, you're talking about the uh, the the what's it called the Netflix special that he did both in English and Spanish. Yeah, that's really cool, man. Like you, you definitely should do something like that. He's dude, he's so fucking funny. Like me, you know, Mexican or not, like he's he's very witty in, in his delivery. He's one of the guys that I feel like. Uh, so it's re- it, I don't want to I don't want to make this about any other stuff that we've had, but. Uh, the uh um we we did a, a a documentary on on or we were part of a documentary for uh border town comedy um and so we put on a show at the, maybe like like mid december um and it was you know we had interviews and like to talk more about the topic about what it's like to be a comic on the, on the on um on the border and like have to kind of adhere to like what the image of you know, a Mexican American or, you know, Hispanic comic looks like in mainstream media. And, uh, it doesn't look like us. Like (laughs) that's for sure. We actually don't have any, you know, people who are like George Lopez's or fucking Gabriel Iglesias or, you know, any of that kind of stuff. Felipe Esparza is like one of the guys who I feel maybe sticks, not definitely still don't have, I think if we were to find a comic that's as close to him in like the, sphere of people that we like talk to or whatever it's probably going to be in McAllen somewhere but um but yeah the interesting thing about that is like seeing the translation between like what kind of crowd he's going to be you know talking to in Spanish versus English and that's something that I've always really like looked at and so I think it's like really relevant to you know what Josh was talking about before he had to you know blip out but um what the uh what that feeling is of uh adhering to like what the view of it is in, in, in mainstream music right now. And like who, like, I guess, I guess the champion is in the, in, in, in that music uh, or in that genre. Um, and then having to make a space for yourself. Um, and that's tough because, you know, it, it, there's not, there's not much space. It's a, everybody's trying to make a space for themselves and they're knocking everyone else off at the same time. So uh, I definitely know what you mean about like having to push to like find that, you know, balance between the best you can translate and at the same time staying to like something that you'd say in English. Yeah. And and I think that's okay, man. Like this is the new world is fucking crazy, isn't it? I think it's, it's weird. How, yeah. Yeah. Like the, I guess if you kind of open up the rule book, it says that, you know, there's room for everybody, but you know, then, then comes like the, we're like a, we're like almost a subculture in our, in ourselves because we come from a place that is not very diverse. You know, we're kind of forced to wear a hat from the moment that we're born. But at the same time, Laredo is some is a place that I can't compare to any other place. And and I think that's cool. Like and I, and I think that you're you're super on the right track in doing that itself because we. You know, if we were all to kind of band together and really get behind our artists and get behind the really cool shit that that's that's already come out of Laredo and that will continue to come out of Laredo, like 
we're a huge market in our in ourselves you know like we're already past a quarter million people i think we're like way past that now and if yeah if we could all just kind of get on board and lift each other up uh that would be we would have our own scene we would have and we already do have our own scene but like we would be mentioned in the books like oh you need to check out the comics scene in Laredo you need to check out the music that's coming out of Laredo and I, and I think we're 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 getting there people are opening their minds and um it, it, it was interesting after this last um this last show uh so what what we want to do is focus on like border town people on border town comics but uh one of the main things was uh was was getting like people who are who kind of fit the bill of like people who are 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 hispanic and like don't fit that like too Mexican or too white or not enough in, you know, either side. Um, and, uh, and, and so one of the guys that was, that was here, Raymond, really good friend of ours, like afterwards he took off and he was like telling everybody like, you gotta, you gotta check out the scene. He told Austin comics, dude, he was like, you gotta check out the scene on Laredo. Like, <laughs> honestly, like it's a, it's a big fucking, you know, and the, and the, and the Austin, the Austin scene was like, they ate him the fuck up, dude. Like it was, it oh, was man. insane, dude. Like it, all he was, was he was giving like suggestions. He was like, he's like, these guys, they run this, this. He wasn't specific pertaining to us either, but like he was taking it based off of like, you know, ideas that he had heard here. Um, and then he uh, he posted it and like these these like these groups, bro, of like Austin Comics and other like Facebook groups that that are just a bunch of people who are. I guess they have too much fucking time on their hands and uh, <laughs> they were there. They were just like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, oh, yeah, I'm sure there's a big deal in like San Marcos or whatever. And like um, so it just turned into this whole thing. And uh Dude, Vontae, actually, Vontae's name got brought up, too, a few times because of the stuff that he's trying to start up in uh, in San Marco. So it's weird seeing, like, that fucking circle and, like, people who are just not understanding, like, the drive that other people have, especially when they're trying to make shit work now. Um, they're, like, they're purists. I think that's the main, that's the that's the word. They're, they're purists in the sense where they're, like, they're pure to the point that they're, like, elite they're like elitist about it and uh and it and it and it turns into such a shit show yeah no and that'll but see that'll that'll fuck you up man because it feels feels great to be loved by your peers it does and like you can do that you you can have those you can have that power you know what i mean so like if you got a group of people around you and if you and honestly you, you you chances are you probably are very talented and you have something to offer but that will kind of really limit your, your scope because, yes, you're successful in your group. You have your clubs that you hit, you know, and you're sharing. And if that's what you want, there's nothing wrong with that. But if you're really trying to kind of practice what you preach and you're as, as good as you're trying to claim and you're in a position to be like, nah, fuck that. I don't got to check out Laredo. I don't got to check out some articles. Chances are when you leave your group, you're, you're going to kind of have to start from from square one again and like. There's the, you, you shouldn't have to do that. We have the tools now to like fucking, Hey, you're from here. Let's link up. Let's do this. Yeah. I, as far, as far as I'm concerned in like in every, in, 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 in um, this is weird as I guess it, it, it like, it fits well with, uh, with this topic, but like in every scene, I think right now, whether it's artists, whether it's, uh, whether it's, it's musicians or, or comics or whatever it might be, in my opinion, 
things like everybody's at square one right now. Like you can produce online and you can produce in like these areas that, that you can, you know, make your own and more power to you if you're creative enough to do that and resourceful enough to do that. But I still kind of feel like the um, reception, like if you go and you do something live, the reception that you're getting at those live events and the, uh, the feedback that you're getting from people in a time like this is not, the kind of stuff that you should be using to like measure whether or not you're doing well or you're doing bad, you know, like it's a, that, that I think is like, it's, it's kind of out the window for me. Like that's why whenever, you know, we've, we've talked about it a few times, whenever like comics will come back into, into the fold, like during an open mic or whatever it might be. And they'll, they'll play, or we do this thing also where we have like musicians come in and they'll, they'll, they'll play like on, on, on the, um, during the signup period. And, um, whenever they come off and they're like, Oh dude, I did so bad. Or I did this and that. I'm like, dude, this is not the time to be judging whether you did bad or not. You're out here. You're working on something you want to work on. Like that's what it is. If for me, this whole time that we're, that we're in, you know, COVID times, it's like, like, like a buffer phase. <laughs> like it's not a real, it doesn't exist. I feel like it's just kind of like this, like blurred, this little like blurred area. And once shit gets back to normal, which I don't know if it will, but once it does, then I feel like we'll be able to say like, "Hey, man, you fucking sucked." Like, <laughs> oh, no, just we'll be able to see a little bit, you know, um, feel more certain about like the reception and the feedback that we get from you know shows. I'm back. I had to relocate. I don't know what the fuck happened. My computer exploded, yeah. and um, I don't know. I, I I hope I drove my point across in terms of like I just feel like the music that you're making is fucking dope. And that's essentially all I was trying to say. Just a fucking long winded version of it. <laughs> stop, stop yeah. Yeah, like, yo, I'm not trying to suck your dick. <laughs> but I'm on my way. I'm not trying to suck your dick, but uh, I'm just trying to pray the gay away. You know what I mean? Just fucking out here. <laughs> now, nah, but um, to what Roger said, I, I think like right now we're in like a weird position where like literally life for a lot of people has been halted. And People that are out here creating content, whether it's like us here trying to, you know, get this fucking podcast going, you making music, whatever it is that you're doing, comedians and shit, like it's the perfect opportunity to capitalize on that shit. And one of the things that I've never liked to go back to what you were saying about, you know, all these factions and in, in different creative circles that are whether it's here or in Austin or whatever the fuck is where like, you know, they, they touch a little I, I don't know if you want to call it success or, or they feel a little bit of a claim or something. And then they, it goes through their head. And instead of just like, I'm going to put my head down and fucking work to like really get to where I want to be. You know, they, they step back and start having this like elitist view or, or like, you know, they get lazy they get yeah. lazy, and then they let everybody else do the work. And then once somebody else does the work and they see that it's done, they're like, what the fuck? They yeah. sweep in and they try to take it. <laughs> <laughs> that's, yeah. that, that's the way it fucking works. But I don't fault people either way for like, for, for me, the way I see it is like, that's scummy. Like doing that. It's shitty seeing the way somebody else do, bag, bro. Seeing, seeing somebody else do something and either one trying to make it trying to make it a point to like you know fuck somebody over to the point where they become like you know pushed into like obscurity that's shitty right but not working and then waiting for somebody else to do the work and then going in and undercutting it that's shitty but um if you're just like taking time to like work on your own thing and then maybe it's just not working out or whatever then I feel like that's more of like a, 
I mean, you don't have the same creative outlet that you have right now. And like, yeah, you can adapt and, you know, change the way you're doing it. But sometimes it takes longer for some people than others. So 100%. my point was that, like, I'm not faulting anybody for, for, you know, not being able to find it right now. And not, not that I'm saying that's the case with, with you, like, Nick, like you're, you've been consistently putting shit out during this and still working together. And I mean, like you, what, the last time that we talked during, uh, um, when we talked with the guys from Ojo, um, you had mentioned too that you were like, "Well, shit, like shit hasn't stopped for me. Like I'm still fucking going to work, and I'm still, I still got to get up at the same time. Like nothing's fucking changed." So, in that sense, like there wasn't that much of a halt in the way that you, you know, work and the way that you operate. But like getting on stage probably changed a lot. Um, being around this, the the people that you needed to be around, like working creatively, like when you do those, uh those jam sessions I was a huge fucking fan of to see also those, those were dope. Um, so the same kind of idea I think spreads into like every creative path right now where like people are like, they, like, you know, the guys from those Leones, right? Like I'd fucking love to go to a those Leones show right now. Like I missed the shit out of it. Right. Because I miss being able to like mosh and jump and scream Caleb's nipples. And like, <laughs> I, and, 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 and I can't do that. I'll, I'll see them on like live streams and stuff, but it's just not the same. You know, and then we did that drive-in thing. We did a, a we adapted to do a drive-in show where, uh, get this, we had a FM transmitter set up. So people would go and park in the parking lot at Cultura. And then we would stand on, on the stage or whatever. We had a stage set up. We would tell jokes and people could hear them inside of their cars. So whenever they would hear it, they would like fucking honk to laugh or like flash their lights or, you know, that kind of shit. And it worked and it worked out and it was cool. But it was cool for them and it was funny for them. But like as a comic, and I got this complaint multiple times as a comic being on stage and like seeing that, it was like I'm talking to a bunch of fucking cars, dude. Like, <laughs> I feel like, like I'm I, in an episode of Cars or something. Yeah, what I don't feel it. I don't feel the love. I don't feel the feedback. Like there's a barrier between us. So that and virtual shows are so fucking weird to do. So, um, so yeah, I don't fault people for doing that. And then the city fucking killed that. The city killed the fucking. Uh, drive-in shows too because now you aren't allowed to have more than 10 people in a private gathering like that unless you have a permit uh and since that's so close to the city uh like to the downtown like city hall area it was <laughs> no pos kachow <laughs> that's, that's what it was like dude kachow <laughs> um but um but yeah man so so it's so in, in i guess back to the point it's been inspiring and like really cool to see you continuously like be like to be consistent and like putting stuff out and then teasing shit the whole way too. And I think the social media stuff is always on point. Um, uh, and like, that was actually a little like, Oh, uh, not to suck your dick or anything, but, but log off. Holy shit. But, uh, what's it called? Uh, we, um, this kid doesn't show for a bunch of show for a bunch of Teslas that drove themselves. <laughs> That's funny. Um, yeah, no, but uh, the, the, it's seen seen that like you know you're consistently putting things on, um, and then like at, when I when I saw that you had gotten in the hospital, there were like two things that ran through my mind, and I was like, one, I hope he's okay, and I hope he gets out all right, and like all the health to him, like I. I already hope everything's right. And two, this is going to be a badass track, like for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that, uh, fellow, a fellow comic, 
in uh, uh, in San Antonio. His name is Larry Garza. He's a, a really cool friend, and uh, he, I've worked with him a few times. And uh, he had a stage four cancer, stage three cancer, stage four, I don't remember, twice, right? Uh, beat it both times, lost a kidney. Um, That's crazy. Had all of these things that happened. It was, it was insane. And uh, they interviewed him for SA Current, uh, which is like that magazine that kind of talks about the, the culture and the music and art scene in, 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 uh, in San Antonio. And they asked him, <laughs> now I'll, I'll always tell the story. They asked him, they were like, so, you know, having cancer, like, what was it like? You know, like, what was it, what, what, what did, what did you, what do you feel? How did that impact you? Right. And, and he was like, oh, dude, it was great for my comedy career. I recommend yeah. it for anybody. <laughs> yeah. uh, no, but, I, I second that because, I mean, the my, my mom took the picture of me while I was asleep. Uh, this guy, that's a fucking dope picture, by the way. Yeah, oh, your, your mom was like, "Yo, yo, this is, this is gonna be a fucking great cover." Fucking cut points, yeah. The S and yeah, I definitely did want to, you know, not only just try to make the best of it, but if 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 I was gonna have to be going through all that shit, you know, and I and I did, um, yeah, like I just think it kind of makes for some really raw stuff. So you know, even if you haven't heard the record and you see the the cover, you're like, oh shit, like what's what does this sound like, or you know, what is what is that going to be about? And I'm hoping that um, yeah, I'm hoping that it does make for a good um project, you know, cover art. Uh, because yeah, as soon as as soon as I saw it, you know, my mom was showing me all the pictures that she took. I'm, I'm wanting to see if like I can maybe tastefully put to use some of the other ones because dude, my legs at the time looked crazy. Like I had the the procedure that I had done is they, they laid me on my back for a whole day and they they put catheters all the way up my legs and they were just pumping like medicine into into my legs and um yeah that was the least gruesome one like the the one that you see on the on the cover and like yeah I just think it has like some weight to it you know it's perfectly describes what the record is about it's about my time there in the hospital so i hope it came across okay uh, i don't want it to think like oh hey look at me feel sorry for me you know no nah, it was i didn't think that at all it was it was a it was an eye catcher for sure it's like um, a it's like a it, great it, summation of, of like quarantine you know it's like fucking boom i am like collectively we're like asleep or something i don't know you know what i mean because like shit is on pause or whatever about it bro yeah yeah that's fucking crazy, dude. I wanted to talk about Last, bro. Because when I heard that song, I fucking came so hard. Not playing. I fucking, I was like, damn, dude, I feel this shit. Like, <laughs> I'm joking, dude. But but no, the the line that I've, like, I've been going through some shit. Like, it's been a wild year for me. I fucking became a dad, you know, like a whole lot of other shit. Tough, man. Uh, thank you. Thank you. Fucking son is doing great, by the way. Everybody. If, if anyone cared. But anyways, so like. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going through a bunch of shit and like listening to that song, bro. It was like, I don't know. It, like you dropped it at like the perfect fucking time. I was just like, damn, like this is exactly. Last was I the single, through. right? Yeah. Last was the first one, right? From that you dropped. Yeah. Yeah, dude. Fuck. I remember hearing it and being like, damn, dude, too much level. Make your pussy dry. Fuck. Wait, like, how do you, that is like a perfect summation of just some shit that like, you know, like, it felt like, 
the the feeling that you would get like listening to like taking back sunday and shit in high school or whatever be like fuck yeah like i feel this shit it was, was kind of like that for me so like I, I don't know man it's just your music has always had like a, a badass connection to it and i think that or ba- badass connection to me or i felt like a good connection to it and it's just like i feel that you've been able to quantify feelings that like i feel and i'm sure like a bunch of other fucking people out there feel feel the exact same way you know fucking evidence is known 3000k or 3000k 3000 plays as of uh what today Fuck yeah it's a blessing yeah and I, and yeah it just kind of goes back to me wanting to make pause real quick i'll be right back yeah. all right i i was um but it's kind of crazy you know like and and I, I won't say that this is the case for anybody else it's just kind of my experience but at the time that I was getting into the hospital, I, I was getting over, you know, s- stuff that the, that last talks about. And, yeah, I guess the kind of the perspective of that song was, I don't know if I would necessarily ever, like, do some of the stuff that I rap about. But that's just kind of me really tapping into my my most raw feelings, you know. So it does kind of lend itself to... It's not the healthy way to think about it, you know. It's 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 not, but I think that's kind of where where you know music comes into play. It's being really honest, uh, but yeah, it's just kind of talks about how oh, I don't, I don't care if you don't reciprocate my feelings. I'm gonna I'm gonna keep doing what I'm doing. I'm gonna feel the way that I feel no matter what. And yeah, the too much love it makes you pussy dry. You know, it's it comes from that resentful place of like oh, this is what I get for putting it all out there. You know, yeah. it doesn't get, re- it didn't get received the way that it, I, uh, I don't mean to sound like an incel or anything like that, you know, but. Nah, man. And I think that, you know, like a lot of the best music that comes out in general always has like, you know, in some way, shape or form, like an influence of whether, whether uh, the overarching thing, I mean, I guess is like love, whether it's, uh, a man talking about a woman or vice versa or Zer talking about Zim. JK is a joke. <laughs> but uh, just music, and, and maybe for me, I don't know. Maybe this is just my perspective because I'm fucking, I'm like really, I'm a real emotional fucking person and I'm like a hopeless romantic at, at, to my core and shit. So like music like that always has like a, a deep impact on me, you know, like, or I, I just relate to it and and it's real and yeah like it may not it definitely <laughs> probably isn't the healthiest way to deal with that shit but sometimes reality is just not healthy at all man and you know fucking people lose themselves and shit like that and and i just think it's an it's a very like one of those tracks that like gives you it's like you said bro it's just some real shit that, that is raw and it fucking resonated with me so hard at the time like when you had dropped it and shit like i'm going through all this shit and i was just like fuck way like this is Perfect. I just fucking kept listening to that bitch over and over and over and over. It's just a fucking great song, man. It's one of my you, favorite songs. You still talking about Mast? Yeah. I think uh, I was going to go back uh, to something that you had mentioned earlier about like that 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 idea of like being able to level with with somebody and like you know relevant stuff. And this is all you can go back and listen to our last episode that we the last couple of episodes that we had with 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 Whips with Nikki and uh, and Ojo and. Um, I think this is something that we've mentioned before, but it's like refreshing as hell to hear. And, and, and this is what drew me to life to begin with. Right. But it's refreshing to hear uh, um, like the substance within, within like the songs to be actual like substance, right? Like not this like 
super flashy, like oh, I'm getting so many bitches, you got all these fucking cars, like that kind of stuff. Instead of like hearing like like real shit, right? And that's that that I think was what first drew me to your first project. And then like now that's just it's it's remained true to itself in, in this one as well. And never so um yeah, that's uh that's cool. Just got off the phone with my mom guys. Everything she, Gucci? She's doing well. She's putting up fight. So fuck yeah. That's yeah, good. she called me and she actually called me to tell me to stop fucking calling the hospital because <laughs> <laughs> the nurses are annoyed as shit with me. So um that's fair. No nah, man, keep calling. The nurses that are here, I think, are actually like all from like out of town right now. Um, for those of you not aware, my mom has COVID and she also has all of the shit that she shouldn't have uh, if she's going to get COVID because it's like the worst life threatening shit, you know, like hypertension, respiratory issues, cardiovascular issues, diabetes. She has everything you probably don't want to have um, if you if you're getting COVID. Uh, and you want to survive, right? So, uh, but the um, the nurses that are all here, they're all from out of town because they're all all the nurses from here quit because they're paying the out of town nurses better. So they quit and became out of town nurses, Elsewhere. and the out of town nurses showed up, and um, and they uh, um, so like every time I call, I'm like, hi, uh, wanted to talk about the patient that's in room so and so, and they're just like you again motherfucker <laughs> they literally will say shit they'll say shit like a mr Ramirez, we told you already we'll call you if there's a change as of right now she's stable she's resting and she's in her bed if you'd like i can go check to see if her cell phone is charged and you can call her there and i was like oh, all right sorry shit <laughs> what like, what's up roger <laughs> yeah no <laughs> And my mom would call my mom would call me right now and she was like, Nico, stop leave the nurses alone. <laughs> I'm just like, fuck, man. Sorry. I'm just making sure you're alive. Shit. Yeah, no, nah, man. Don't feel bad about that. I would be the same way, honestly. 100 percent bro. You gotta fucking I had, you you kind of your 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 mom kind of, their in, keep. Uh, kind of in, inspired me, inspired me to like try and break into the hospital right now and just go <laughs> my, take, do it. Take, Take a picture of her in case she wants to drop an album. <laughs> yeah. Dude, use it for like your next special or your first special and shit. Just this is your picture. Of the <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, look, let's field this question here real quick. Uh, Alex Vasquez asking, was it easier or harder to film music videos during all this COVID shit? That's a good question. Um, harder because I had to get more creative, man. The I don't know if you noticed, but my last is only my second solo video, and I essentially filmed it in pretty much the exact same spots as the Times Art video. Like I filmed it in the same kitchen, I filmed it in my room, um, and yeah, it's just trying to get more creative with what you're gonna do because I was freaking out because you can't you can't go fucking like hijack a gas station anymore and start. Spreading your fucking droplets everywhere. Like back in the day, <laughs> I miss that. So yeah, it's been it has been um, more of a challenge. It's kind of me. I was a I was I think I'd kind of solidified all the ideas for the video pretty much like the night before and the day of filming because that's just fucking lazy. You know, just how that's how I do it. I'm better under pressure, but. Yeah, that's kind of where I got the idea to do the hands, you know what I mean? Like, just the kind of... Like, the, the tight shots and shit. 
yeah, I told Dan, I was like, I literally told him before we filmed it, I was like, I want it to be like a like an episode of like a boring TV show, but like that's also funny. And he's like, and he's like, bet, like, okay, like, let's do it. So and 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 he kind of ended up taking that approach to the new video for I don't know. He if you kind of look at his other videos, they're all done full screen and he seems to want to add the film bars for when he does mine. And uh, I'm with that. Um, and yeah, even with the I don't know video, we couldn't really go anywhere public. But do we went to to the police station parking garage like the use the the place that you see us at? That's the, the parking garage for the police station. And thank God. You know, nobody really told us shit. But yeah, I mean, it's okay. It's a good problem to have. You know, I feel grateful that I have the budget to make videos now. And um, with such a talented fucking videographer, like Dan is crazy. Honestly, like down the line, I see him doing huge, huge things. He he just opened up a full a full production studio like Fuck in yeah. Austin. Like, dude, it's it's nuts. I haven't gone there yet, but he was showing me pictures. He built a fucking, he built a bank vault. He built um, a jail cell. He built a hospital room. He was like, dude, we got to do something here. And I'm like, yes, let's do it. That's fucking wild, man. But that's yeah. fucking dope at the same time, though. Like, fuck, music videos are, are fun as fuck to fuck around with. Hell yeah. And I just, um, I, I always get nervous. You know what I mean? Like, I wish that I was just in the zone all the time. It seems that, like, I feel like, the times where I feel like, oh, like I'm meant to do this, like I'm in my my bag, you know, whatever you want to call it. It's always like when I'm alone and it doesn't count. And then like the day of the video comes and I'm like, oh, shit, I kind of don't want to do this. Like, I don't feel like a rapper today, you know. And um, but now Dan has a way to just I and see, I, I came to him with just some kind of regular ideas. Hey, I got these murals. I dropped some pins. I sent him some locations. And it was his idea to, he left the camera in one place and he had me, he's like, hey, go. He didn't even tell me what he was doing. He's like, go, go stand over there and like, do you just kind of put your arm over the railing and then go, go to the other side and just kind of be jamming to the song. I didn't know that he was going to put it all in one shot to where it looked like I was there. And he's like, oh, do another one where you're just kind of walking and doing the guitar thing. And yeah, that's just his, his genius at work. And that's, that's awesome, man. Like, that's like, it's bigger than me. I, I like that the the shooting of it is just like clean as fuck. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. As a person that appreciates like filming and, and shit like that, you know, like the shit that he's chosen to do with this one and with last is, is I fucking love angles and shit. The shots that he's getting and, and they're fucking badass, man. Like some of the stills that you sent me that, to work with and shit for like the graphic you ended up making, I was just like, damn, like this is fucking dope like even though it's just like a shot or two or whatever but yeah got another question from miggy who's also been on the podcast before uh he says uh hey nick do you ever feel self-conscious putting out such personal lyrics thinking like how are people going to take this or you've had a lyric line that you second you had second thoughts about i like creating stuff but i struggle with sharing it when it feels so personal yeah the, the best way that i can kind of give advice on that and like kind of sharing my experience with it is like and and not to not to downplay you know people's feelings because dude that, that's all we got you know what i mean like what you feel in your head and like what you feel in your heart and you know the things that kind of shape who you are like that's that's super important that's nothing to be downplayed or disrespected or you know anything to take lightly 
but you need to be willing to kind of take those risks there. I'm, I'm not going to lie that there's a couple of songs on that didn't make it on never because I felt like, and even, and honestly, I kind of should have waited because a lot of this stuff that I put out, I didn't show it to anybody before. Like I showed it to a couple of people, you know what I mean? Like here and there. And it was kind of the stuff that I was, I knew was kind of more palatable, but yeah, like there, there, there's songs that I've decided not to put out because it just kind of feels like you're fucking ripping your guts open in front of everybody. But no, um, you need to be willing to take those risks. You you need to think about what your real fear is there. Is it, are you afraid of how somebody else is going to react to it? Or like, are you afraid about how you feel about putting it out? And chances are, we I fuck with myself all the time. You know, maybe I could have even put out those tracks that I'm, that I'm talking about now if I would have just kind of had a little bit more wills about it. But yeah, I do get self-conscious, but it's worth it. Um, I think especially now with the way that music is, people want people oh, want shit. shit. You can't you can't bullshit people for the most part anymore. You know what I mean? Like we're talking about it right here in the podcast. Like there's a time and place for the the hype music you know what i mean like the run-of-the-mill rap music and i love that I, I love that music as well but i think like the stuff that's going to stand the test of time if you're really trying to make an impact if you really want to do something long term you need to be giving out something that you don't run out of and i think what you'll never run out of is your honest emotions you know you you so like in that regard if you continue to be honest in your music and you continue to be in whatever you do, if you continue to be honest in whatever your outlet is, you're not going to run out of that. Like you, you can, you can trust that you will still have like a, a dependable source of creativity and it gets stronger. You know what I mean? Like when I was younger, I was probably writing like honest music that didn't come off fucking attractive at all, but you kind of learn, you learn how to shape it. You know, you learn how to, I have a nice mix of like, okay, let me make sure that I am having some sort of structure here, but let me throw a little bit of me in there. You know, let me, let me, let me do that. Yeah. And, and it's fun. It's fun as fuck. Justin in short says the sauce, the sauce. You don't, you don't run out of that. La salsa boy. You got that shit yeah. on there. Would you say what would you say is an example of like someone who's like dishonest about it, and like dishonest? yeah, yeah? Because I, I mean, you're, 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 we're talking a lot about like Roger think, and Thug Mode. That's who. <laughs> that's, that's true, actually. Yeah, the, uh, I have some shameful moments in Thug Mode. <laughs> We're on the podcast. Go listen to the fucking <laughs> whole, whole whole episode. You don't go back to that podcast. Just I'm gonna fucking re-release it, bro. So I was putting my pants on, man, and my dick was just too big, man. I couldn't get them on. <laughs> For something like that, bro. Yeah, I, 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 um, I, I talk about slapping bitches and a bunch of terrible things that I don't actually do. So I just answered my own question. No, but I actually the uh, in 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 terms of like you know, you know, because we've already we've we've hit on topics about like clickiness, the creativity. All that kind of stuff that's just like you know it's it's important to uh uh it's important to 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 maintain like your focus on that um but like let's talk a little bit about like the the stuff that's like vexing right like I think 
the 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 main issues like for me like things that cloud your head like what is it that you feel like you can't overcome like what is i want to know more about like you know a little bit of like the weakness if you've got any you know that kind of stuff because i feel one important thing if like if you're going to maintain any strengths it's because you're aware of the weaknesses right and like you know so what what, what do you feel like that kind of like is there any anything that you feel kind of like pulls a little bit you know from the creativity because of that yeah yeah definitely i, I have a whole backlog of music that i don't end up putting out because i kind of you know i'll go down music halls sometimes and it, i'll see what's what's popular and and it's okay because like the music industry is hardly the mainstream music the mainstream music industry i should say like like really big labels they're the ones who are still being very careful in what they put out you know it's a lot of like repeating old habits a lot of one-hit wonders like i love tiktok music like that shit that shit fascinates me that people are like getting record deals off of tiktok songs. that's wild bro yeah it's nuts but um i think that kind of just lends itself to like the 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 band-aid solution of like keeping the music industry going because I, i've tried man like i've tried I'll, I'll listen to a song or like i'll listen to something that i know is popular and it will like it, it'll it will hit me in like that primal part of myself where i'm like damn this is fucking dope like let me try to do this but i can't do it like i can't write a party song i can't write a song about a party song <laughs> yeah, yeah like, i can't write like a song about premarital sex no I'm just <laughs> i just can't but, no, but yeah just kind of stuff in that in that area to where i i can't really like write the, about money you know like yeah. i'll like, here and there you know what i mean i'll stay like you know oh i got that cheese or you know i got that because you know i i have a good job now and i have been making a little extra money but like i'm not gonna rap about stuff that i don't have you know and um and that's just me. Like that might be an issue within itself, but yeah, I think that just kind of comes from trying to stay consistent and it's hard for me to make like more often than not, I'll try to make my own version of what I think people like with like a little bit of a twist on it because I can't really, I can't really fit that mold sometimes as much as I try. I'll scrap a lot of shit because I'm just like, this isn't me. Like I can't do that. Before, um, before the quarantine thing kind of forced it, um, you know, uh, what did, how did you feel you were fitting in and like, cause you're, you're in Austin right now. Now, now like, that's the, that's like, that's the scene that you're, that, that you're like a part of now. What was it like for you fitting in there? Um, do you feel like you were kind of getting into it or was it like, you know, kind of difficult to break into that? Yeah, it, it was only because, um, it's hard. It's hard to convince people that you're worth the time. You know, I, I got lucky because I was just and me and the Oko boys like we were just constantly. It was like dude, every and I miss that. Like it was like every day of the week, we all work regular jobs where we got to wake up early. And but dude, every single night we'd have a little schedule pulled up. Like hey, there's an open mic here. There's an open mic here. There's an open mic there. And we would just hit that shit, stay out till fucking three in the morning and do it. But see, that's worth it because instead of people kind of making their own like predeterminations about you, if you show up to an open mic, if you show up to a show, you know, and you're good, you know, as much as people may not want to admit that to themselves, that's something that they can't deny you. And the thing is, you're like, I don't, I don't think I rub 
off really well on people you know because i'm kind of dorky and like i make weird jokes and shit and that's cool like that's just me but it i think like overall like just the the work it's a blessing like it, it kind of has been able to speak for itself because people will look at you and they'll see you come in and they'll be like what the fuck is that what's this, what's this dude doing and then like mr rogers gets on stage and he spits like a fucking dope you know song it's like oh wow you know and then and that was i'm very lucky in that sense because people be like i was not expecting that at all like i didn't think that you made that type of music and that's what gets you booked like that's what gets you kind of in good spirits with people so i don't i don't necessarily know everybody in the in the austin music scene it is very clicky you know it's hard to get featured on real publications because and it's just my experience i'm not saying that this is exactly how it is but most of the time somebody gets like featured in the chronicle someone gets featured like on a on a more well-known blog in austin it's because like they went to high school together or like you know it turns out like they're really good friends from way back and people don't like to um and i get it man like if i had i don't have that kind of power yet but if i if i had that kind of power i'm i'm not gonna put myself past what i think their thought process is like why am i gonna give this guy recognition why am I going to try to put somebody above myself? That's a, that's scary. That's a very selfless thing to do. So it's just trying to, like I said, go to door, go door to door with it. The proof is in the pudding. If your stuff is good and people genuinely like it, friends or not, you know, that's something that you can't deny. Buddy. Yeah. hundred percent, bro. That's what, that's, that's like, what's the important about like live shows, you know, cause there's one thing to like, listen to it, you know, you're jamming to it in, in your fucking radio or like your car or your headphones, whatever the fuck. But like being at the actual show is is where like, you know, it, it becomes like undeniable, whatever it is. And I've, and I've felt that experience with like other types of music, you know, where, where it's like fucking, I don't know, like Tejano or whatever. Like I don't listen to Tejano, but if you're at a Tejano show, it's like, oh shit, this is like dope. What the fuck? You know what I mean? Like it, that's what I miss so much about live shows is just being able to like, feel it when there's good music there it's actually like, how, how how josh and i how josh and i started started hanging out more it was like with the fucking desora show dude fuck like in uh at boogaloo we both were the ones who were getting the most you know hype about it jumping on people bro they fucking they fucking played the mars volta i was like yeah, how the I fuck are people when, not when, losing their shit when, right now yeah josh and i were like, huh? they played a roulette dares what yeah, yeah dude it was they so like, fucking good. They finished no like idea. Said, and then they did a couple of covers back to back and they went from like Como Te Voy a Olvidar to like Roulette Dares to like, dude. They uh they were there. I don't know if you remember them, but they were there when you had that last show with Sib at Siete Banderas. They really? played like right after Los, Los Leones or Two Lions at the time. Like yeah. it was from the Valley. They had a, a they have a chick, a front man, front woman, I guess. What do you oh, remember? Okay. You think I know the short frizzy hair, frizzy hair, dude? Yeah. Wow, fucking dope, man. But yeah, that show was fucking great, man. Like, wow, that was fucking dope. That was a fucking great show. I miss live shows so bad, dude. Yep. Fuck. Yeah, me too. Even just like, like, like the, the 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 comedy hasn't been the same since, dude. Like, it's just it's comedy, music, like everything's just been like weird. I hate it. Yeah, dude. For some reason, like, I'm not good at comedy anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I, play, I, play, I probably was never good. 
It's not. I lost it, man. I don't know what to tell you. Yeah, dude. Like, I was like about to shoot my special, and then <laughs> you know, COVID happened. Shit happens, bro. Fuck me, dude. This Nick, do you, Nicky, do you know anything about like Josh's? Material no, probably not right. Because like you, I think you, you, you had um, me, Barra, and uh, and Orly on a show uh, that you threw for for Halloween, right? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. So, so, but a lot has changed since then, and Josh has since gotten into uh, into into comedy. And you know what? We'll get close to wrapping here, so we can leave on a on a lighter note. But. Um, Josh, uh, Josh, tell, you want to tell a joke, dude? No, I, I do not want to tell a joke, bro. Nah. <laughs> can I can I say at least what it's about? Sure, why not? Okay, okay. I'm not gonna tell the joke the way he says it, right? But I will say this: um, he has a joke that has been um, lauded as one of the more controversial jokes. Wait, Even let though- me say this: there's been times where like it's really like it's had pops, and then there's been times where like the last time where it was just like. The biggest fucking dick to my face bomb like ever. So, um, so he, uh, um, he he starts off by saying he's like, uh, he's like, I don't get like, I get why by why public breastfeeding might be a weird thing for some people, um, because uh, like, could you imagine if it was the opposite? Like, what if I decided that I wanted to feed my baby, and uh, I ended up having to feed my baby with my dick. <laughs> <laughs> and I just whipped it out. I, what would you do? And it, dude, it makes people so uncomfortable. Dude. It's like you can hear like a pin drop. And it's like I, the thing that I love about Josh and the way that he does this joke is um, he'll do it and he, he knows when to do it. He'll do it at the time when he is like nosedive, nosedive bombing. And then he's just like, you know what? I'm going to fucking end it. In the worst way possible, we've gotten like three or four complaints at the joke at, at the at the show that I do. Um, we've gotten three or four complaints about it. Like they're like, it's so vulgar. Oh my god, it's <laughs> fucking comedy, dude. It's of yeah, course like it's, it's, it, the worst part is that like it's me saying it right now is like one thing, but he makes motions, bro. Like he's he'll stand he'll stand up and he'll bro. just like like. That's beautiful. And I'm just like, no, dude, bleach. For love. We don't need the visualization. I always cover my eyes whenever that shit happens. It scares me. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so, but I don't know. Maybe it's a hit now after the whole quarantine thing. Um, I, I personally loved it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't think you would. Like, in, in the, I feel like you were there at one time when I told it, weren't you? Like, I feel like you you've been to a mic drop, right? No, Am I wrong? No? no, I don't think I don't think Nikki's ever been in a mic drop. I, I don't know. So, I will be at the next one if you're there, though. I mean, oh yeah, you will Thursday. Well, I mean, I will this Thursday. Are you leaving already? Maybe not. What time is it? At? It's a cultura. Yeah, it's, it's a cultura. cultura. Mm-hmm. Nine thirty, ten. Shit, if you want to perform too, bro, nah, you, got hour, you got an hour slot, dude. What's up, boy? Maybe it's because I don't have my DJ. I don't want to perform off a phone. Oh, okay. That's fair. Well, yeah, man. If it's not open. Either way, if not, you want to go and like, you know, do that stuff, that'd be cool too. Um, that is uh, essentially the gist of. Now we're going to end it by joining hands. And no, uh, we're not. We're not gonna, <laughs> absolutely not going to do that. Um, join stop. your hands Dude, with me. Let's not do that. 
as we put our uh, masculine energy out into the world. Is this and- going to be the whole fucking year? Is that what you need to do? This is the year where we pray the game no, away, dude. I don't want to do that. I don't want to. 2021. We'll okay, so let's get into a real rap, right? Um, somebody. Yeah. No, I'm just kidding. No, it's actually rap. Uh, I uh, uh, so one go. If you haven't already, I dropped the link in the uh, um, in the chat. Go and check out. Um, it, I, I, I just threw it up. Uh, go go and check out his project. Never. Um, that's not gonna do shit, Josh. When you put oh, that's that. true. What the fuck? I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but uh, go and check out his project. Never. Uh, it's on. Um, it's on Spotify. It's on pretty much anywhere you can find like streaming stuff on. Go and follow Nikki. At at Nicholas Whips, um, check out their uh, their 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 project with uh, Vontae and uh, <laughs> dude. I only know him by Double O Seven, but yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Go go and check them out on uh, um, at, at Ojo Ojo A L V. Right? Is it that? That's what it is. Yeah, yes. at Ojo A L V. Um, that's another really cool project that they've got as well. Um, and, uh, and yeah, I've got nothing. Oh, you know what? We have a, a mic drop this week. Uh, so go and check that out. I think Ian Barron is going to be playing the, uh, the, the sign up thing, the sign up area, but, uh, <laughs> God damn it, dude. We've got this. <laughs> <laughs> That's the new hashtag bro, for 2021. We're going to have shirts. I'm not gonna, I will not wear a fucking shirt that says that shit on it. <laughs> but it's sarcastic, bro. It's just, it's fake. It's not real. It's, it's fake. Okay. I, I know, but. All right. Anyway, whatever. There's a there's a mic drop. If you want to try out comedy, go and try it out. We need more comics to sign up, specifically uh, people that want to try out like Spanish sets. I'd like to hear more of those. I want more female comedians as well, um, and uh, just more comics in general. Or non gender comedians. Also, we we whatever whatever you are, whatever you identify as, if show you identify up. as a fucking frying pan. Come through, bro. Let's hear some shit. Just come in and let's we'll play we'll, the game away together. Oh, also, what no. is your favorite song of the project, Nick? Of your of this project, never. I would say so. Technically, um, why and don't are like one song because like they kind of use the same sounds and they're just kind of at different speeds. Don't say that one. Like that's kind of put a lot of work into like making that transition, you know? And I think that's probably like my proudest moment on the album. So yeah, go go listen to those two songs in particular. You don't even have to listen to the rest. Why and don't? Yeah. That's Nick's favorite two songs. Roger, what's your favorite song? So far I probably I want to say it's last just because it was one of the ones that I heard the most like more often than anything else. But um, I uh, will continue listening to this project because I need to, um, and, I, and I plan to do it. Uh, Let me pull uh, up the track list because I, I, I've listened to it, but I never look at the track names. I've just been listening to it. Let me see. That makes it sound like I'm lying. Shit, you fake, bro. You don't even know the names. Yeah, you listen to it seven times. Name three songs. Things that you don't need to know is probably like one. It's like I'm, a, a three way tie between last things you don't need to know and suelto nunca. But also like listening to it from beginning to end, like it just. The f- I don't know, man. Though I really like the whole thing. It, it's just dope. That's just me personally. Nah, Josh, you were telling me your favorite song was "No Fat Chicks." <laughs> <laughs> that is my favorite song, dude. Yeah. That is one hundred percent my favorite song. And uh, in twenty twenty one, "No Fat Chicks," and we're praying the gay away. Thank you so much for being a part of this episode. We love you, people. Hashtag pray the gay away. <laughs> A-S-B, go listen to Never. Goodbye. This is why we'll never be sponsored.